Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Brody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess... Is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KBEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about, time for Mortgage Matters. All right. Good morning, everyone. Apologies for the tardiness. Yeah. I said perhaps you should have been listening to the Mortgage Matter, the Motorbound show this morning. They're talking about having um, tires blow out. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's well, in a while. Life throws you a blowout tire. <laughs> in all the years, yeah. I mean, what, eight, nine, ten years doing this show? How long is it? Oh, gosh. We're I've been with 10, you guys about to 10, right? I get it. I've been with you guys about six or seven. Yeah, I yeah. think it's close to 10. I need Dan. I need yeah. Dan when we get down to this because I'm an exaggerator yeah. and I know it. Yeah. But it's close to it. Yeah. It's close to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Never, you know, you go into live radio, always yeah. think about that. What if I got pulled over or if I got in a fender bender or I got a flat tire? I'm not going to make it. And then what? Uh, so anyway, uh, the phone number to the studio is ingrained in my mind because I've been saying it for 10 years. And this morning I got a flat tire. Yeah. And what a bummer. I'm then, just hoping they can fix it right now. That's where my mind's at because I uh, had their brand new tires that I spent like a thousand dollars on. Right. And I'm gonna be so sad because the guy I can hear the guy in my mind. And would you like to do the optional road hazard coverage, which would cover any puncture or blowout, you get a new tire for free? And I was like, No, that never happens. That never happens. Of course it doesn't. No way. There's something big and silver like right in the tread of my tire. Yeah. Right, Boom. and the show is kind of show business, and we, you know, the show must go on. So <laughs> must go on. You know, it. You know, we'll, maybe we'll use that for a bumper coming back. Anyway, I had the dreaded moment of thinking because I pulled into the lot. Here I am. It's like three minutes to nine. Perfect timing for me. I look at my phone. Jason Grody calls. That can never be good. Like, hey, I slept in. You got to do the show yourself. Or it's really good. Right. I'm not going to make it. You're getting the day off. Right. Right. <laughs> and of course I'm calling in and you know, we had one call on line one about this uh well, lady who's like wanting to talk to one of the hosts from the motor mouse and like, Yeah, we gotta move on here and then Jason's on line two. So oh. I it was, <laughs> it was like gotta go by I was like, I gotta go. This mm-hmm. might be my host and we gotta talk about this first. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well we're here. Nothing we're, about, right? we're plugged in. We got the headphones on now. We're composed. Yeah. Deep breath. <laughs> Deep breath. Uh, you guys may have noticed the voice over here is not Dan. It's Mike Points. Mike's um, coming in today to give Dan a day off. Yeah. What a sweetheart. Frequent flyer in April I'll be. Hey. Like I'll be back next weekend. Yeah. Potentially the last of the month. Um, it was kind of cool t- this week. I had a I had a public eye week. I did a couple of oh. um, speaking engagements. I spoke at the Human Resource Organization for the Central Coast on Wednesday. Um, five minute spotlight speak, telling them about who we are, how we educate people in the public, letting them know that they're employees that have questions with regards to affordable housing, housing in general, 
could did, come to us at any time. Did you bring one of those pamphlets we made? I did. <laughs> nice. I did use the trifold pamphlets that are painfully um, time-consuming to fold. But we did have <laughs> we did have uh, someone come up to me right after you know a five-minute segment, clap, sit down, have lunch with everyone. Uh, walking out of the room, and a gentleman approached me and said, "Hey, I noticed your voice from the radio show." No way! I think that's the first time that's happened to me. Cool. Yeah, that's I, exciting. I can't remember if I announced it or not when I was talking that we were on the show, but pretty soon Mike is going to need the security detail and the people to kind of, you know, right? You know, well, we don't got, bother me right now. We've I'm, got it in the budget. <laughs> we're just waiting for the real need to present itself. You know, <laughs> it'll have to be an event first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I he's think gonna need it, his own version of the beast by the way just so you know right sometimes okay. we're in here and i'm just staring at this kvec box that's over my microphone and we're giving the public information it's nice it's nice you know when you experience that it, it makes it all a little bit more worth it that he really did enjoy the show he watches the show or listens to the show while he runs errands he said sometimes sure. i'm in the car for five ten minutes at the parking lot waiting to hear the rest of what you're saying and then i get in when it goes to commercial yeah, yeah pretty neat what does he do? Um, he is a HR professional for okay. one of our firms here in, in San, San Luis Cool. County. Then just likes it. Just likes well, it. I wanted likes to come up. I wanted to come up with a name for our listeners. You know, because you got like, like the Deadheads. Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines like everybody knows Jimmy Buffett, right? They're like the Parrot Heads and stuff like that. So we could have like the you know, the Mortgage Heads or something like that. To come up with one, yeah. What our what our following is? Maybe we could do some T-shirts giveaways, and we'll see them out in town. Hey, you're a loyal listener. The Central Coast Lenders. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Well, yeah. Central Coast Lenders. That's the, one Lin- the Lindies. Yeah, Lindies. <laughs> the other thing you mentioned in in passing right before we left was sometimes you guys get talking for like 20, 30 minutes, not about mortgage stuff, about nothing. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. I said, you know, sir, it just sometimes it, it's a little tough to get right into mortgage stuff first thing on a Saturday morning. But nevertheless, well, here we are. And I realize it's the content a lot of people log in for. Yep. And at the same time, it's always been a desire of mine that the show not come off like an infomercial. Sure. If you if at every at every opportunity we just jumped in and, and got just straight to topic and talked just about, you know, these things that lead to this business that, you know, I, I think it loses a little bit of weight. And at the same time, you know, we I I generally I get the comment and it only hurts a little bit where people are like, Well, yeah, you know, Dan's the content and you're the color. And I'm like, Oh, that's Great, thank you. I like that. I'll be <laughs> well, I think you guys do want to... <laughs> appreciate that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just over here just thank to you. entertain while he brings you anything relevant. Thank right. you. Feels good right here. It's a yeah. different, <laughs> different kind of compliment. Well, I, I could if I could throw one too. I think you. Guys... But people like it, is what I was going to say. They, they're like, you're the funny one, right? You're the guy that's always got the funny story, or yeah. what? sure. That's right. Be over here just being the funny one. (laughs) Well, you guys want to also portray that you're members of the community, too. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Well, yeah. You might see it at Starbucks. You might see it. Yeah. And I like the the idea that, um, you know, one of the things about the company, if if you spent much time around Central Coast Lending, and obviously Mike Points has, he's part of the family, it's very much a family business. And, 
Um, our culture is very much about, you know, we do finance. That's big business. Yeah. These decisions, these transactions are the biggest that people generally ever face in their life. Mm-hmm. And we try to come at it from an, um, from that angle of, well, you've, you, we're not going to be posturing. You're not going to catch us in ties acting like we're better than you. And, um, but rather we want to, you know, establish ourselves as the experts at what we do, but that we're entirely relatable. And, and really you should consider if you're sitting down with a, a CCL loan officer, you're kind of you're sitting down with a friend, an advocate, somebody that knows yeah. exactly what they're doing mm-hmm. and they're going to shepherd you through the process um, you know, with as much education, you know, to you as you care to get, but, um, but really just that whole, that comfortable, relatable thing. So I think part of the thing with the show, I mean, so it's going to come off that way naturally, cause that's just who we are, but it's sort of humanizing some yeah. people that work in finance and, you know, cause I right. think historically it is, it's kind of a, a stuffy little gig where, you you know I'm on this side of the table and you're on that side of the table and that's why I have all the money you know right. and and we're right. not that way sure yeah plus your so. kids attend local schools Dan yeah. Dan's will be yeah and you're involved with like you know softball and yep all the all the we're talking at human stuff. resource so events my and, wife is a nurse in town you know she's working on these listeners we haven't figured out a name for them yet there so it is. to call them listeners yeah um, but. The, mortgage heads it, yeah i mean it, it's it's <laughs> not pulling on any emotional heartstrings but it really i get up in the morning pretty darn proud of what i do because i've had this week had a, a buyer never owned a house va loan veteran went through school for five years to get out of the rigmarole wage only jobs got himself an education license um as a professional now and got his first house, no money down. He takes a video of walking into this home. And this I guy, saw that video. Yeah, he's ecstatic. You know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, it was so. I was talking to a friend. You know, I'm already going to call him a friend. Just a dude. We were on the phone for like an hour. He lives back east right now and is getting ready to move over to the west coast. Sure, and. Was born here, but has moved around, like lives in the Bronx right now or something in Brooklyn, you know? And so he's just getting ready to move to the Central Coast. So we're chatting and. That's a um, big move. Yeah. But so, and I, I brought up to him, you know, so there, there's this emotion that's tied to um, real estate because it's shelter, right? I mean, yeah, it's like primal. your third basic need. Is it the third? It's hard to tell. It's hard to separate in that hierarchy which one's more important. And yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was just sharing with this guy that uh, you know it, that that comes in all shapes and sizes about how that plays out in people when you're when you're to sell your home and buy a home or you're buying your first home or you're housing your kids. I mean, I think back through the years. I got this highlight reel in my mind playing. I think the first time. So when I first got in the business, I worked in wholesale lending, which is, I never saw, I never met a customer. Sure. Right? Our customers were loan officers. And um, and by and large, those weren't people you wanted to hang out with. And uh, anyhow, they had all of the the benefit of of knowing the the borrower's story and, and, right. and getting the, to be there at the key handoff and all that kind of thing. We just, I didn't ever have that. So- when I was working at Countrywide, I had a guy come in 
Um, he was, you know, he's probably he's probably in his early forties, and he had a couple kids in tow that were probably six, seven, eight years old or so, son and a daughter. He worked at the wastewater treatment facility in Slow. He was in his uniform, mm-hmm. and he looked like a working man. You know, he looked sure. he looked like he was. He had been working all day. It was the tail end of the day. And uh, I pulled a guideline. I was underwriting, right? And I pulled a guideline trick out of the book and gave this guy an approval where he was set up for denial. The loan came to my desk, said, hey, we got to deny this loan. And the process was at Countrywide, uh, when, when the underwriter was denying the loan, send it to the ops manager, which was me, to make sure that it was definitely a deny. Call the loan officer in to say, hey, bud. This is not going to work, and here's why, and you're going to need to to have the whole story when you tell your client why their deal's not going to come together. So anyhow, I got one of those files. I looked at it, and I found this little this sneaky good little way to get out of it. And so I told the underwriter, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give this guy a loan. Um, and then I went and I told the, uh, you know, so I told the loan officer, you know, tell your client that we're able to do this, right? So anyhow, sure. this guy came in with his two little kids. And like I said, it was the end of the day, and he was worn out. It was probably like Friday, you know, long week. And um, anyhow, he'd, he literally shed some tears in my office, tears of just pure joy and gratitude. He had lost his wife a year or two before, and was doing everything he could to keep all the balls in the air for this young family. And he was, I mean, dude was a blue collar as they come, just hardworking guy. And, and I was like, wow, that is rad. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that, that day, that conversation, that fork in the road for this guy could have went, he's stoked, could have went his, you know, felt like he was circling the drain and wondered if that was him going through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. That was the first time I got to like look in the whites of somebody's eyes when they were seeing a dream come true. Mm-hmm. And since then, there's a playbook of them. I got them all, you know, sure. from old to young and newlyweds to widows and everything in between, move up homes, people finally getting that dream home out at the country club. I mean, I, I literally, I, at this point, I kind of feel like I've seen it all. And the reverse um, mortgage too, right? Yeah. Those, those ones, almost those were some of my favorites rewarding. as well. So rewarding. Um, in fact, some listeners of the show, I, I kind of dare not tell a couple of those stories. Cause one of them we did for a, what a great guy, um, and him and his wife. And we did a reverse mortgage. He ended up passing away totally unexpectedly a a short time thereafter. And so, um, had a few, you know, post conversations with his widow, but, um, yeah. So anyhow, going back to the point shelter, you get tied emotions tie into this and it's not just for you, the borrower, it becomes for the other people in the transaction too. Um, and we get weird emotionally, I think subconsciously when we are dealing with these things Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's the reason why I think having that bedside manner, that no posturing, that help you, you have a friend, it's all good, we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Those are the, those are the reasons why I think. And so, yeah, so I was talking to this guy, right? That's about to move here from From New York. Yeah. And I brought that up to him. It's like, you know, then then this is kind of just how we approach it and why we do what we do. And, 
he said, oh man, it's so funny you say that. He's like a therapist that helps at-risk youth. And um, a lot of the time what they're dealing with is um, the single biggest thing in their life is shelter. Yeah. And they're, you know, off, you know, and these are, he's like, I think he works for a state agency type of thing. And, you know, he's a therapist. So he's, he's in the throes of it all the time. And it's like, man, that's, it's funny that you say that because that's what I'm dealing with on a daily basis is the emotions tied to that housing yep. piece. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a matrix of stuff we think about, you know, obviously we think about income credit and assets, but you know, the property too, for not just on the emotional side, but the practical side, you know, how many sure. times have you had a discussion with a borrower where they're so down in the nuts and bolts on what the rate's going to be monthly payment. Right. And you say, Hey pal, like how long are you going to live in this house? Oh, like three, maybe four years. We're getting out of this one, but we just got to get in. Yeah. Why are we looking at a 30 year scope? I mean, I had this conversation with a guy yesterday. Why? Great guy. Listener of the show. Um, doing a, doing a loan for him. He's going to refine investment property. And we'd, had that conversation about buying down interest rate, right? Mm -hmm. And we looked at it, and it had like an eight and a half year break even point. So I sent him the math and said, "Hey, here's the math. You know, it looks like a break even about eight and a half years." And I wasn't totally sure how it was going to go because this is a guy that has bought real estate in his life and never sold any. So he's a little portfolio, Got it. you know, pretty enviable position from what I could tell. Yeah, and uh, like, man, that's looking pretty good. Um, and he even said to me too, you know, I definitely not my first rodeo. I've done purchase and refine all these things, never sold a property, but you know, mm -hmm. well, good for you. That's how you get a portfolio is by not <laughs> right. selling. Right. 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 Um, Holding. but so we came down to it and say, Hey, you know, this guy's retired and you're going to have, uh, if you buy this rate down, you have eight and a half years to make it up eight and a half years worth of saving the 80 bucks a month. Yep to get you the eight grand you're paying to do it. And so that's your break even point. So you got to be able to see at least that far into the future. Yep. And in my mind, I always want to be, I always want to tell people you probably really need to be able to see 16 years in the future because the bank's getting paid up front. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to break even in eight years. You kind of need to write yourself into at least the same footing as you're giving the bank eight years worth of gains. So we came down to it knowing that this guy never sells real estate. I was like, I could see you go either way on it. And ultimately decided not to buy down the interest rate because, you know, he's like, well, what if I died in eight years? You know, and it was like, yeah, that's unpleasant, but it's definitely <laughs> worth, it's worth considering, you yeah. know, and, and what would your spouse do in that case, you know, and. I don't want to manage all these all these rentals without my husband anymore. That's too much. So it's time to liquidate it all and go. And he said, "Yeah, that's probably what she'd do." I said, "All right, then. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to do a buy down there. You don't always have to have the lowest interest rate, right?" You know? And I. So to your point, that's why I love when you can look at that objectively. You have. Yeah, there's there's rate options. Don't right. be married. Don't be married to the lowest rate. Right. It's like you get that. You get that phone call on a Wednesday morning. Oh, hi, Mike. This is Bob. Hey, what's your lowest rate? Right. Okay. This is Zero. that call. <laughs> <laughs> Zero is the lowest. But, but it's it's just not. You know, I just always want to tell people, and you got to massage it because you don't want to come off as you know being unapproachable or 
condescending or something, but like we're built, we have the lowest rates there are really do. Um, that's part of it. Not everybody needs the lowest rate. And I know that sounds funny because when we think about our credit cards and we think about our cars and we think about anything else we finance, you always want the lowest rate, right? makes sense. That's your debt service. But on a home, there's such a relationship between the cost and the rate um, right. that you have to to do a little bit of accounting around that and decide whether or not you you belong at a lower or higher rate. What's the game plan? Mm-hmm. I mean, tell a success story about somebody that you purposefully came up with a plan to do a higher rate and why. Yeah, I mean, I, I just completed this transaction from someone that bought a home in February of 2017. They they needed to do an FHA loan. They loved the house they were buying. So we in in February of last year, rates were at three point six two five for an FHA loan with three and a half percent down. They were thinking, just like anyone else that's twenty eight years old, I want the cheapest rate, I want the lowest rate, I think it's gonna be the best for us, the lowest payment. I knew knew that within 12 to 24 months, we were gonna get them out of that FHA loan. So what did I do? Banks are paying me to sell a higher rate. They'll give me more commission because it's a better long-term return for the bank. Well, what I do is my partner really is the borrower, right? I'm gonna show them this. Look guys, if you take a higher rate, look how much more commission the bank's gonna give me. I don't want that commission. That's your commission. I'm gonna give it to you at closing. I'm gonna pay for bank fees with that escrow fees. We can buy your appraisal. I can front load your impound account. Let's get five months of property tax in this bad boy for you taking a higher rate today. That's going to be $56 more a month. I'm going to give you $6,000 today because they think they're going to get $56 more a month for 30 years. Guess what? We're going to do a new loan in 12 to 24 months. What do you think I did at 12 months? Redo. I, I called them up and said, Hey guys, here we are. It's anniversary time. How are things going? Oh, things are going good. You know, my job got a little bit better, got a promotion. Sweet. Unfortunately, we had to get a truck, so we got a little bit higher payment on that. And I said, look, let's take a look at what we can do and get you out of this. 35, 40 days later, sure enough, they're in a conventional note rate now. They've got 10% equity because the appraisal showed that they do. They and no longer have that life of loan MI, right? No longer have life of loan MI. You're right. We got the FHA loan off their back per se. And on this one, the rate was 4.625 because conventional rates are higher. A, plus in the last three to four months, it's of no shock to anyone, but rates have gone up in the mortgage industry. So their payment actually ended up being right out the gate $150 higher than what their FHA payment was. Well, what we did is we coached them on, again, coaching on they're going to live in this house forever. Let's find a way to capture this what I still think is a favorable interest rate market and roll your mortgage insurance into the rate. Let's not have a mortgage insurance payment at all. Now, now the payment's $50 lower a month and they've got a mortgage going off and on. Never once did they have to pay closing costs until we redid the loan because of the way I shared the rate with them. So it's a, it's a good strategy. I've, I've seen it a few times too, where I have people that come to town and you know, the, take a teaching gig at Cal Poly and they know they're only going to be here for two, three, four, five years. They know they're not long-term like mm-hmm. you're from another state or something and um, know that they'll be going home. 
don't pay closing costs if you know you're going to be here for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Closing costs on a loan can be, you know, thousands. I don't know. I want to say on a house in San Luis, you could have five, six grand in closing costs. Easily. Title, escrow, appraisal, underwriting, recording, you know, just all the little junk fees. It all adds up. So yeah. if you can, and, and here's by working through all of that stuff, this is an educational process with a borrower is look at that and say, okay, well, here's your rate options. If you want to pay your full fare, you pay all those closing costs, here's your rate. If you want a slightly higher rate, it's going to be 50 bucks more a month, but it'll generate a closing cost credit of five grand, which will cover most of, if not all of your closing costs. Right. And so you can look at that and go, well, okay, well, 50 bucks a month over the course of the year is 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. So if I'm here two to three years, I'm looking at 12 to 1800 bucks extra I'd pay because I signed up for a higher interest rate, but it gave me a $5,000 credit. Mm-hmm. So, um, no and brainer, right? The key is the time frame. Yeah. The key so is that, the time frame. and in, in guys, by the way, this is a similar thing we do like in the, in the refi world is there's all those, there's always options in a refi. Are you doing, you want to do a, a refi where you pay points or do no points? How long are you going to be in the home? Mm-hmm. I have a refi right now with a young couple that's paying two points. Wowza. That's crazy, right? Yeah. You don't see a lot of that. These are incredibly smart people. Um, I'll tell you why. Look at that, paying two points on a on a $325,000 loan. They're paying an added. 6500 s- Yeah. It's a lot of money. Um, you know why? Here's the rest of the story. The house that they're um, financing, they just built. Mm. They designed it. Went through the construction process. They know. That's their nest. These guys are right. young, yeah. right? They're only 30 or so. Um, but they're, but he said to me, man, I, there's a real good chance I'll die in this house. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really looking far out into the future. At the same time, how many 30 year olds do you know designed and built their own custom home? Yeah. So had a lot of guys, had a down payment, made it through the process, doing the whole thing. Definitely knows what he's doing. Um, and so when we looked at it, we're like, yeah, <laughs> Thing break even for you in his particular case, it broke even in about nine years or so. So yeah, for you, if you know you're going to be there for nine years, you could consider that. Mm-hmm. And I think in his case, it was six. I think it was six. Two so, points for six is not a bad. My window usually is five to seven. If we can make it fit in five to seven, I think it's worth on a purchase. Really I think that's good. About. On most refis, I think you need to be able to break even and begin recouping in less than forty-eight months. That's usually like that's where your, my line is on the refi. Sure, but you weren't totally in the business during the full-on refi boom. No, where no. these people would come in, right? They'd come in and be like, oh, I want to refi. So, okay, great, Mike. Let me have your mortgage statement. And this is going to, you're going to see this one day in your career. You're going to love it. Here's my 4.625 for the fifth time today. And you go, with my interest rate being at three and a quarter at no points, I'm like, okay, next. Like these, you get to save 350 bucks a month, you know, do you want to talk about doing a 25 year or 20 year or 15 year? So many loans we did, we would give people like a, 
a payment that was 500 bucks less a month for a new 30 year, or we would drop them into like a 15 year where the payment went up a hundred bucks a month, but now they're paying off like 11 years early and they're getting saving $180,000 in interest. And you're just like, I, is there a guys look at my back. Do I have like a superhero cape on right now? I mean, it was, it was pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, all day, every day. But so anyhow, when you're looking those at those deals, um, sometimes they would be closer. Someone would come in at a four and a quarter and maybe your rate at that time was three and three quarters. So you look sure. at it and you're like, okay, it's going to save you 60 bucks a month or whatever. Cause sometimes lower loan amounts don't save as much money. And so the, okay. Closing cost is 3,500 right. bucks and you're going to save 70 bucks a month. So it's going to take you 50 months to break even, you know, I'd probably do that. Would you do that? I think I'd probably do that. Do you know for sure that you're going to be here for four years? And so, oh, yeah, my dad built the house. I'm never leaving. Oh, great. Okay. Now we know that. That would drive some more logic. But anyhow, you get those refis where it's like, oh, you're going to save 350 bucks a month, and the cost is 3500 bucks. so you're going to make that up in 10 months, you know? And they're right. just like, mm, that's amazing. Right, right. There was lots of those. Indeed. Those are gone, by the way, which is why now we're hearing about mortgage companies going out of business again. Sure. <laughs> and and the ability to function with profitability as well, right? Is the rates changing there too? Yeah. Last month's monthly meeting, Dan told us that um, of the investors that we work with, about two-thirds of them were operating at a loss. Yeah, we got into that a bit on the show. Well, why don't we do this, Jay? Why don't we quickly take a commercial break for our sponsors? Um Listeners, if you'd like to call in, you have questions before the top of the hour, we'd love to talk to you about what's on your mind. The number here is 543-8830. Again, 543-8830. We'll be right back. Stick around for more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 324-7914. That's 324-7914. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending, Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso Robles, Morro Bay, Atascadero, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. 
Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. How far away is the hook? It's pretty far. Right now, it feels like it's hanging out of context. It's yeah. a lot of hair and mustache. Yeah, that's kind of definitely 1970s. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. It's our reference to the tardiness there. Yeah. The show must go on. It must. <laughs> I thought of coming on myself while you got here, and then I was like, no, it's a way better idea to just come pick you up. <laughs> I, I mean, Jim and I would just be talking about content. We need the color guy. Yeah. I would, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, um, we do have a call. On hold, oh, sure. Oh, that's right. That's Let's do right. that. Sorry. Get um, to that. Repeat Great. It. So we've got Kenneth in Paso. Kenneth, good morning. Thanks for listening. Hello. Good morning. I really enjoyed listening to your radio show. Thank oh, you. Outstanding. Thank you um, for saying that. I had a question regarding, uh, um, I heard the other day regarding, um, uh, I believe it was Zillow. Yes, Zillow, that they were going to start buying homes and remodeling them and then um, putting on the market and sell to investors, and they were going to start doing that in two areas. I think it was the Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada area, and I think it was the Phoenix, Arizona area. And I just was thought maybe um, you, well, I was wondering if you had a thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah. So the, yeah, big news this week of the Zillow CEO was out talking about how Zillow intends to get into flipping. Um, so their Zillow plans to buy and sell homes with the, the use of local real estate agents. And, uh, that's a, it's kind of a fascinating thing to me. I don't know. Um, I feel like personally felt like Zillow just wanted to be in the headlines a little bit. Mm. Um, you remember Zillow, Zillow was all up in the headlines a couple years ago, uh, realtor.com, um, Trulia, they had, they had all this, you know, talk about whether or not Zillow was relevant. There was some, 
some lawsuits around Zillow's valuation engine and these kind of things. But but bottom line is I think that I think that Zillow is, is kind of gasping for air to some degree. Um, you know, the the valuation engine is probably what they're last any good at. Uh, and they're marginally good at that. They're really good at it in a in a market like Las Vegas where there's a million houses packed into a square mile and they're all the same. So determining value is really safe and confident. Um, so I could see how with that high level of confidence in those metro areas that are very densely populated that they could come up with this idea of about being able to recognize something that with a condition upgrade and a fresh coat of paint that you could eke out a you know 5% profit or something. I see that. But the, the reality of Zillow coming to a market like ours as a property flipper and understanding, you know, when you cross, there's parts of, you know, Grover Beach down there where from one side of the street to the other, it, it's not, you know, it's, it takes a local knowledge. So um, I, I'd, I'd like to comment just really quick. Yeah. Um, I think from the standpoint of as an investor, they're perfectly positioned though. I mean, the number one thing that my, my investors, investors in general talk to me about is there just aren't enough deals. Like I don't get to look at enough deals to pick out what I want. Zillow has a database that would wrap around the world 80,000 times. I mean, they have every house they tie into. You know what's you know what Zillow's Achilles heel is though? Their software is good at going and pulling accurate data when it's published. Their software is terrible, has like zero functionality at cleansing data that's outdated. That's why Oftentimes I have to counsel my clients, hey, don't use Zillow when you're looking for listings. Mm. It'll show it as active, mm -hmm. but it's already pending. It's already closed right. in many cases. Okay. So sure. you end up with this heartbroken thing where you're like, oh my gosh, there's a home for sale in San Luis for 505 on Zillow. You better go call the realtor. It already sold in November. Yeah, right. And you're like, November? Isn't it April? What happened? Yeah, you, you were relying on Zillow. They don't care about scrubbing up the backside. They want to be Got a first-page Google hit on you know what you, what you search for. But sure. those other ones, like Realtor.com, which is where Zillow's getting the data that they're using, mm -hmm. is up to date within minutes. So when a place changes status, goes pending, is sold, you know it then. And you know, so Zillow just trails behind in that way. Um, Anyway, if if any of the realtors that listen to our show would are listening right now, they'd call in and and absolutely bloodbath Zillow over this because, yeah. um, and this is the thing they have the appearance of being great and the appearance of being powerful. My favorite thing about the Zillow announcement this week: their stock tanked almost ten percent. You know why? Sure, because flipping homes is risky business. I got a and, question about that, yeah. too, Jason. Um, and Kenneth is still on, but yeah, uh, I have a. Like I live near what used to be a hoarder. And the oh house, yeah, the house was, me too. The house was, you know, all the houses are like, and her house was like too. But her the house property was, was a Florida filthy ceiling. mess yeah. inside and out. And so Zillow will take that into consideration. But now the house has been, she's been moved out. And the house has been remodeled, and it's one of the nicer houses on the block. So. 
do they still maybe base it on when she was a hoarder and the house was a real dump and they take that? So this is the problem. This is the problem with any online valuation system is that it doesn't know that when you stand on the back porch Mm -hmm. that you get a -a peekaboo view of the ocean versus a -a peekaboo view of the swine unit of an agricultural use that's too close to your back door. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know that the home is full of 27 cats and has an odor that nobody is successfully ever going to get rid of. Um, It doesn't know that unless somebody goes in and tells it that the the recent owner just updid the entire home in Italian marble and it's it's unbelievable, it doesn't know that. All it knows, it runs an algorithm that corkscrews out in these like concentric circles. Every circle from the epicenter loses confidence, right? So the closer the comparable sales are to the epicenter, the higher the confidence. And it makes the algorithm runs on square footage, price, condition, any other data that's available to it, year built, things like that. Um, And like I said, that's why in Grover Beach, it's a train wreck. In fact, I joked this week with a friend, that's why, hey, it's called a Zestimate. What's a, it's got zest in it. That's a, it's ridiculous in and of itself. In our county, you know, and, and again, there are some places it works okay. If you live in one of the cookie cutter homes over off Ocean Air and everyone around you is all the same, it's be a little, put a little confidence in it. If you live in, you know, Bella, Montana or one of those where you could tell that, okay, there's other homes here that are similar, you might be able to have some confidence. If you live in Los Osos, mm-hmm. Um, you can have a $1.2 million house right next to a $500,000 house in Los Ozos, right next to a $1.2 million house. So Zillow runs and says, we think this house is worth 800 grand. Which one? The 1.2 million or the 500,000? Cause they're both there. What'll call them both worth 800. It's kind of a ridiculous thing. Yeah. So anyhow, but, but, but I do think, you know, Kenneth is, you're, you're right. That's a good consideration when using Zillow, but you know, Zillow would be off. They would be offering individuals money for their house. Sure. And then would that, that would that kind of affect the um, regarding the, the inventory and first time buyer homes? In um, well, they they would have a database. Um, would, would that uh, make it harder for the first time buyer home? I think it might. Well, it depends. I mean, flippers are truly the the market for flippers are people that are going to look to come in and live in the house. They're not usually at the price point they're trying to get. It doesn't really pencil to make it a rental in this county. It's usually someone that's going to say, oh, my gosh, look at this brand new kitchen. I think that's true most of the place. Most of the place. But um, so I think it opens up the door, maybe not in this county, but nationally, for some of these houses like Jim spoke of, the hoarder's house, where she just like needs someone to send her an email or knock on the door and say they'll pay X, and she's gone or he's gone, and then that opens up new inventory for the market. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't think... Because, well, here's what happens. She wants to sell her house just as is, right? Now you're going to come in, look at this house. There's a lot of work to be done. I don't know. Maybe we could live here. It's a nice neighborhood, but I got to close escrow on a what is n- instead of a five hundred thousand dollar home. I'm going to pay her four thirty five, but I got forty thousand dollars worth of work to do. I think the first time home buyers way more okay with turnkey. It's a little bit too much to swallow yeah. 
to take on a mortgage, fix your house. Well, blah, I get blah, blah. that call a lot from the first time home buyer that's like, Jason, we found this killer deal on this place and it needs a little bit of work, but we're down for that. We're first time home buyers. So we'll, we want to use the, the sweat equity, you know, approach. Okay. Here's the problem. When it's like that, when it's being marketed as a fixer upper, it's usually got a financing problem to where you're not going to be able to finance it with traditional financing, or it's already being swarmed by flippers. Every contractor that you know that's like out on his own and looking for their next job, they love those opportunities right Absolutely. now, and they're hard to get to. Absolutely. Um, so here's final thoughts on it for me. It's never going to be enough of a deal to matter. Zillow, laughable. Uh, their approach, it's not going to work. They're not going to have big market share. Are they going to do it in Las Vegas or something like that? Sure. They might They might do one or two, and maybe they'll even get out without losing much money. At the same time, they're not going to make 10% profit on flipping. The mere, yeah. the mere talk of flipping has tanked their stock 10% as people assess the riskiness and say, Zillow, you're nuts. So at the end of the day, they probably realize it's not warmly received. It is a risky model. It's not what they're good at. They're still irrelevant. Thank you for the free advertisement in the news cycle. And next, please. That's what I think happens with Zillow. In a nutshell, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Thank you. Yeah. Gena, right. thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. We really appreciate that. Okay, um, the show is interactive. We like to have callers. We love to Absolutely. know that people are listening. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. Like Mike, you said you got voice recognized this week. Um, I'm always fascinated by it still because oftentimes it's like we could be sitting here talking and nobody listening. So that's a possibility uh, when people call in or when we run into someone that listens, it's always a little bit validating just to have them say, Oh, I listened to your show. Yeah. Cool. Or the text. Hey, good show today while we're here. I've never got a text like that. People text you like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, We're coming up to the top of the hour before we take a break. I just want to let our listeners know about who we're going to have on as a guest today from 10 to 11 Um, foreshadowing Matt Hollander from century financial. Um, His counterpart, Ryan Perron is um, also locally has a local office here in San Luis Obispo. Um, Some of our listeners have already met with Matt. Uh, Matt's had a couple of um, workshops where he talks about retirement planning and how you need to prepare not only for the dollars and cents that come in, but the dollars and cents that go out and the risk of maybe some medical expenses, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to have him on the show talking about delaying Social Security, the benefits of that, and a couple other neat topics. Um, Matt is also a sponsor of the show, so Woo! it's always nice to have a sponsor on. Yeah. Um, let's our listeners learn more about the people we work with. Um, one more thing before we go, though. Um, Jay. Make it a long thing because we have like a minute and a half. I do. I will. <laughs> um, just this week. Um, I had, I'm sorry, Mike. I I just, you know, I saw him do the two minutes and I was like, Mike's already like introducing somebody. I hope he's not getting here quick. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, just, I love that you're getting so good at the radio now. I'm trying. Yeah, you're like taking the lead and you know how to do so. Anyway, I'm, let me go back to listening. You're proud of me. Go ahead. I am. You're proud of me. I am. And part of the reason why is because soon enough here, I forget what day, but I have to ask you and Van Dyke to do the show together. No Dan, no Jason. 
That'll be fun. And now he's down to a minute. Yeah, that was helpful. Yeah, thank you. Pro. Yeah, you helped me out there. Um, what the heck was I going to talk about? Um, oh, oh, this week I I had a a borrower come in, and um, and right before they right before they came in, they looked at you know Wells Fargo bank rate, all these other rates, sure. kind of on topic with the rate thing, and they said, hey. The coolest thing about working with you guys is that I can come in and talk to you face to face. And not only are you the guys on the radio, but you think of all these other great ideas. Like at the end, we didn't even offer him a mortgage. We talked to him about seller financing. So I guess the reason I'm bringing that up is because it's not just about products. It's about advice. So stick around for one more hour so we can give you more advice. The advice is coming. Yeah. We are warmed up, people. Stick around for more Mortgage Matters. We'll be right back after the break. ABC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cut your head to the side and said I'm angry. All right, welcome back for the second hour of Mortgage Matters. You should have a fresh cup of coffee. Maybe you got your stuff done at Home Depot and you're driving home already. Productive you. We're here in the studio with, as I said before the break, our, our guest for today, Matt Hollander from Century Financial. Matt, good morning. Doing good, doing good. Um, I think it's I think it's important for the listeners to know that you know this this is not the first time we've met. You and I have worked together a handful of times already outside of the radio studio on some of your workshops here in the Central Coast. We've been in San Luis, Santa Maria, Tascadero, Paso. So those have been going good, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they've been going great. Uh, the area has been really receptive for some of the information that we have to provide. So we're really looking forward to the partnership and getting used to the area here. Yeah, I agree. Tell us really quick, Matt, just for our listeners that didn't hear, uh, what do you do? And for me, start from the top because I'm like <laughs> clueless right now. Okay. Sure. Okay. So Jason and listeners, uh, again, my name is Matt Hollander. I'm a financial planner with Century Financial Consultants. Uh, actually grew up here on the Central Coast and actually moved out to Arizona. Um, my partner Ryan here wanted to get into the business and we decided to uh, venture into a satellite office, if you will, here in San Luis Obispo. So we specialize in showing seniors and retirees how to protect their assets in the event of a catastrophic illness. Uh, you know, we do financial planning and all that stuff too, but our bread and butter is really looking into long-term care and different type of Healthcare expenses and trying to avoid those in retirement. Nice, the big, the big landmine, right? Going along, plans working great. Oof, I got to see the doctor about this thing, and next thing you know, dude, a surgery or well, an illness, God forbid. Many, yeah. many of the listeners know, but um, over the holiday season, I lost my grandpa, and within four days of that, my wife's grandpa passed away. Now they were both older. My grandpa's eighty-six. Mel's grandpa was 92, and it sucked. But, man, let me tell you this. I was in the hospital 
with my grandpa. I was down there quite a bit. Um, super huge part of my life. Um, but I was down there with my grandpa, and there was this period of time in between. Um, you know, he basically was in there for like an elective surgery, and then things just went from bad to worse. He got on the ropes. Everybody thought he was going home on on Christmas Day, and then all of a sudden he's in ICU on life support, and then he's like losing his feet, and they're saying, "Man, he's he's had a stroke. Now he's probably never going to be okay." And we're all uh, like, "Thing." I was talking to my dad, like, "Hey, we got to go." We got to go to their house and build a ramp out front. Is he when he gets out of here? He's going to be in a wheelchair, and you know I, I got to go home. So you got to take advantage of me being here now. Let's go get some lumber and go build this ramp so that they can get in the home when it's time. And um, then th- over the next couple of weeks, of course, I already said you know he passed away, but there was this time where it was like coming to grips with the expense of that and the care, the 24 hour care. And would he go home? Would he be in a facility? He never wanted to be in a facility. So overwhelming, so crazy. And it was like, when you guys talk about like, you know, an event or getting something looked at by the doctor or something like that, it's one of those things where I think we all know that's probably in the cards, probably for all of us, sadly. Of course. Um, But Man, going right through that in that way and staring down the barrel of the money and the fear and all that, that that's a really confining place to sit. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's really important to have a plan on that. And, uh, you know, the Department of Aging says that uh, people that reach that age of 78, that uh, 58% of them are going to need some type of custodial care. Um, you know, you mentioned Man. the expense. I mean, the, the expense for long-term care as an average here in California uh, is over $9,000 a month. So It's a lot of money. A lot of money. That's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, when do you get a bill for $9,000 a month? Like, how do you process that, right? I think that, uh, you know, baby boomers are turning, you know, age 62 at about the rate of 10000 a day right now. Mm-hmm. We got a lot, I'm sure we got a lot of baby boomers listening. Um, but I think the other thing that I read Federal estimates show that 50% of boomers don't have retirement saving because, you know, the pension job, that kind of went away, right? I mean, some of them have pensions. You still see pensions on loan applications, Jay, I bet. But they're they're few and far between now. Other, it's very abnormal to see somebody with a pension. Right, few and far between. And, and then, you know, people that were invested in the market in 2008, they're just coming back to where their portfolio is like, oh, okay, I lost 10 years there. And uh, I've been putting more money in, but I, I, I lost the planning phase of 10 years where I thought I was going to be at. So when I, when, I had, when I wanted to have Matt on the show, I, I specifically asked him to talk about the concepts of Social Security and Social Security delay strategies. And will Social Security be there? Right? <laughs> I met with a client last week. She called me up and said, I need a reverse mortgage. Okay. Come in. Let's meet. 62. So it's like she hit her 62nd birthday and decided it was reverse mortgage time. Yeah. And um, take this thing away. We talked about Social Security, and I wish I had a better way to advise her because she was talking about, you know, because what's the deal, Matt? You can tell us, but you get 80% or something if you if you start early. Sure. And, I mean, it's really complicated. Um, as a married couple, there's 81 different ways you can actually file for Social Security. Wow. Um, And doing it properly, I mean, over your lifetime, it could be a difference of over $600,000 for your family. 
Wow. So, uh, you know, it's really important to. Of course, you got to know how long you're going to live, though, right? That's that's true. That's no why I'm going to I'm going to take it early because I know I'm dying young. Well, <laughs> and you know, we've sat with people, and sometimes <laughs> that's the way to go. But uh, right. you know, to, to comment on what you said earlier, I mean, if you take benefits at age 62 uh, and a full retirement age, uh, which is when you'd get your full primary insurance amount is what they call it. Um, if you take it at 62, you're going to take at least a 25% penalty depending on when your full retirement age is. So, mm. uh, you know, if there's ways that you can kind of push that back and supplement some of that income to be able to increase that benefit, it could could very well end up with a larger bottom line for you. Uh, you know, additionally, is if we can wait past our full retirement age, uh, for every year we wait, I mean, uh, the Social Security's given us an extra 8% a year on our benefit. I don't know where else you can get 8% right now on a guaranteed basis. Yeah, but if you delay it and then you end up dying, then you didn't get something you paid for your whole life? That's true. That's, That's right. true. I feel like it's worth the discount to start getting it the day you can. Am I wrong? That's one story. <laughs> That's, one, <laughs> That's, That's hasty? One Am I hasty? That's one approach. Oh. I think the key is, though, too, like, if, okay, that's a fair question, right? What What would I do if I did delay it, right? Okay, I'm interested in taking the gamble for... Well, you can be the, you can hand out the buggies at Walmart. You, I think the number one thing, <laughs> I think the number one thing that people would say is a great combat is continue working, right? But let's say you put in 40 years of work and you're like, you know what? I got grandkids now. I don't want to work. Well, not only that. What do I do? Not only that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I love old people. I always have, you know, one of my Alaskan fishing buddies, 75 years old. We still go to fish in Alaska. I've always related really well to older people. Um, I was super close to my grandpa and, uh, sure. I just, that, that's a, been a big part of my life but dude working when you're 70 years old sucks you guys see that new commercial it's on tv oh, right now hilarious. with the they e played it first in the super bowl yeah, yeah. the e-trade commercial with granny that's like she's a dj out at the club at like 90 <laughs> years old because <laughs> yeah. she needs income i like that um, that's a great flying spot. around with the fire hose yeah because yeah, he's <laughs> he, did, he doesn't have the the body mass anymore to hold a freaking hose pushing that hard um but that's so yeah there's that right but then also I think a lot of people um, don't, don't you know, I know it's age discrimination, but don't want to hire somebody that's 75 years old, right? right. How, how long can you stand for? What can you lift? All these things. And so it gets hard to get a job. Mm -hmm. And so they're few and far between. So what are you going to do? Going working until you're 80 years old, if you don't own your own business, is very difficult. Well, if you, if you pass the money, from, if you pass on the money at 62, and like Matt said, you get to the... Um, what's the term you use, Matt? The retirement age? The yeah, your full retirement age. Full retirement age, which is 66, right? Um, depends on age. Okay. Depends on what year they were born, uh, and it breaks down. It, it'll be 66. Because they keep it, moving the bar out correct, on these yeah, younger because people. Social Security's right. just running out of money. Uh, For us, it'll be 80. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> if us, it's around. If it's around, it Insert will get uncomfortable that. laughter here. Um, <laughs> you know, right. Jason, just to. But I was go just going to say that the, the neat thing about pushing out, um, taking Social Security to 66 is that right at 66, you know, you could have 100% of your Social Security earn, owned coming to you, but you also have to pay a balance of whatever your retirement's coming out to you as well. You get taxed on these two things, right? So you do. the neat thing about pushing it out, this is me, the finance guy talking, is 
For every 8% I get more for waiting another year, that helps me offset the tax that I'm going to have to pay on my social security and retirement income. Totally. You know? Totally. That's like a cool little combat tool for me. I'm not thinking of, oh, I'm going to be swimming around in 8% more money. I'm just thinking if I can wait a little bit longer, I can have the extra pay the tax. Yeah. Uh, my true money. And Jason, to key up on what you were talking about, I mean, the max benefit for someone at their full retirement age uh, for 2018 is $2,788. Okay. Now, if we take it at 62, with a which 25, is which is your health care premium? <laughs> just, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. You're go fine. ahead. If you if you take it at 62, uh, you lose the 25 percent of the benefits. So you're at 2,091 dollars. Now, at 2,000 dollars, especially living here on the Central Coast, if you're not working and you turn that Social Security on, I don't know if that's going to be enough money to really live on. Now, additionally, if you go ahead and turn on that benefit at 62 and you do continue to still work, Social Security is actually going to penalize you uh, for the amount of money that you make. So between 62 and your full retirement age, if you're earning over $17,000, your benefit's going to be reduced by $1 for every $2 you earn above that. So it's really a tricky situation and and it makes sense to plan for it. Um, you know, if, if we can get kind of get an idea of what your life uh, expectancy is, we can run some calculations on it. Uh, you know, only 18 percent of seniors today have any type of plan on how to maximize their benefits. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we had so, Matt, I appreciate you saying that one of the things you guys do is you'll sit with these individuals and have put together a plan for them, not sign here, you're buying something, but a plan that shows them a couple different scenarios, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, like the one I showed you this morning, Mike, I mean, we can look at it. We can say, okay, if our life expectancy is to 87 years old, uh, doesn't make sense to file at this age. And I mean, the plan's going to come back and it might say, hey, uh, it makes sense for you to file at 67 years old. Um, So there's definitely some different scenarios in there on how to do that. Right. I love you've got a matrix chart here. Um, Matt's a techie guy like me, he's got a great software that will... Is that what we call nerds now? <laughs> techie? <laughs> sure. Okay. Just yeah. check. I want to uh, stay up on the lingo. Yeah, so this software he has helps you... Doesn't I mean, the math is crazy. It'd be like a calculus problem to figure out exactly when the best year is, but it shows you if you take it at year X, Y, or Z. Well, and is it an art or a science? It's probably both. Yeah, I was going to say probably a little yeah. bit of both. <laughs> I can how sense many of these that. Conversations, how many of these conversations were, you know, rightfully so, the consumer's listening and finally they say, look, I mean, you've touched on so many things that mean they're important to me, but, you know, I don't, when I'm done, I just want the leftover to go to my kids. I don't really care. I don't need a lot of income, right? And I'm saying that because that's where the art comes in, right? We have to listen to our clients and we have to say, look, let's figure out this plan together. Yeah. It's just like a mortgage. And, uh, you know, you've got, you've got some different variables. Hearing you guys talk about Social Security right now, I mean, I, I've been self-employed now for half of my working career. So uh, I, that being said, I mean, I pay myself on a paycheck, so I'm getting in part. So I'm maxing out the Social Security thing every year. Um, so I'm going to get some Social Security, I think. And um, But altogether, that is not part of my plan. I'm considering the social securities are going to be dollars from heaven. If the plan's still there, it's got money. I'm going to get some, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to get it early or late or part of it or penalized. I just know that's all going to be happening. It's going to be super frustrating. So now 
Does the time be thinking about other passive income streams, saving things in smart ways, having a comprehensive plan, like putting money into a Roth IRA, putting money into a 401k, maybe buying another piece of real estate that, you know, if you're 40 years old, buy a piece of real estate, make 30 years where the renters make the payment on that thing. When you're 70, the payment's done. Guess what? The rent's going to be more than your Social Security. So there's a there is a whole broader view that people need to start thinking about. And like you say, eighteen percent of people even have a plan. Um, yeah, I mean, Jay, you're, you know, you're forty years old, right? Yeah, almost. Dude, I'm thirty nine. Don't <laughs> shortchange me. I got another got another three weeks here being thirty nine, pal. Um, let's say you're fifty five and you've got a reasonable plan, but it just isn't. It's not going to cut the checks you thought it was. You know, that's a that's a great time. I'm moving to Florida. That's a great time to sit down with with Matt. But also it's a great time for, you know, what, one of the things I love about working with Matt is he understands reverse mortgages and mortgages in general as an asset, how the payment for that works. Um, we work in tandem. We just had a case a week and a half ago where we showed a gentleman, he's going to have $2,800 a month go away. His payment's going to be gone. Yeah. You know, that is a way to s- combat not taking social security. Totally. You know, but yeah. also, but also I think there's, you know, even if you if you don't want to touch your mortgage, I think there's other ways to take assets that you wanted to protect. And now it's time to say, okay, if I start making income off these assets, is it enough to delay Social Security? I just think it's a prudent topic, no matter you know, no matter what age you are, to think about. Sure. Um, we should probably take a quick break for our sponsors, and when we come back, we'll get more into uh, these topics with Matt Hollander from Century Financial. Please stick around. We'll be right back with more and more. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Linen. The most critical part of buying a home is getting pre-approved for a mortgage. Pre-approved buyers are taken more seriously, enjoy a less stressful transaction, and close faster with no last-minute surprises. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-396-08. CBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. With trade wars escalating, the market is seeing some serious volatility. Are you nervous? With banks not paying anything on their CDs, where can you put short-term funds for decent growth? Look no further than Century Financial Consultants. We have a new five-year guarantee product paying 3.6%. This product is tax-deferred unlike a traditional CD, and your rates won't change like an indexed annuity. You're guaranteed. Contact Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 805-324-7914. That's 324-7914. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. 
agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. listeners thank you for sticking around for more mortgage matters um epitome of like coffee rock right there right the coffee house rock counting crows from berkeley did you know that a kid that i grew up with a good buddy of mine through childhood wrote a, a song that was purchased by counting crows nice his version's way better anyway but <laughs> Pretty rad. That's my Counting Crows connection. Yeah. Um, the um, all right. We don't have a lot of time. I know. We're gonna, we got to get on topic here. We got like thirty-five minutes to cover an awful lot. Um, we do. Take us away, Jay. We're talking reverse mortgages, right? Correct. And social security. I mean, social security reverse and, mortgages. And retirement, retirement planning. planning. Um, I want to start. I want to start here. I think it'd probably be a softball for you guys to segue into what you want to talk about. Big stigma around reverse mortgages. Still can't shake it. Filled with shame. Hate it. Why didn't you pay off your house? Why are you such a loser? Now here you are doing some, you know, some crazy loan where you're stealing equity from your kids. <laughs> wow. I mean, honestly, if we're sure. just going to call a spade a spade, that's a, largely about how it's talked about. Now I've spent. I've spent a good amount of time here on the show wanting to tell people that, hey, financial advisors are catching now onto the reverse mortgage and understanding that it's a tool. And it's a tool not just for the destitute people that have run out of money and run out of income. It's an estate planning tool, even for the wealthy. It's a tool where you can preserve some assets, stop some major debt service on a mortgage that maybe you can afford it just fine, but what could those dollars do going into another vehicle? You're going to be able to delay those um, that interest write-off into one big event that happens when the loan is ultimately settled up, which could offset some estate taxes and some gains in other places. Mm-hmm. This is a tool now. The reverse mortgage needs to be viewed as something that wealthy people are using. So don't... Whenever we need to learn something new um, about what what's ha- what are the the one percenters doing, well, check it out. This is something that they're doing. They're using 
teams of estate planners, planners, tax professionals, and people to use this as a part of a comprehensive package. And it's not shrouded in negative stigma of you failed somehow and now you're taking equity from your kids. So I, I'm a, I'm excited that we're moving into that that new era. You know, I, I can't wait till my parents are in a position where we can use a reverse mortgage for them to take heat off and create investment opportunities, a whole lot of other things. Um, I really do believe in it. It's not the right loan for everybody, um, but it's definitely good to know about it, have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, know that you have that potentially. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyway, I was want to say that because I feel like whenever we start talking about reverse mortgages, there are people that are listening that want to say, oh, look at these guys, you know, talking about this loan that that basically screws over old people. And I want to say, no, that's not it. This is not that loan. It's a good loan. It is the most misunderstood loan ever. And understanding it takes education. So somebody's got to take up that cross, get out there and spread that message. And as much as we love the, uh, you know, the mustaches on the, on the news shows that are, yeah, yeah, we're, we're seeing them tell us about why a reverse mortgage is a great idea. Um, that's in my opinion, just not enough. So anyhow, yeah. Off my soapbox. Go ahead. Thank you for that, Jay. And there's so many ways the reverse mortgage helps as a tool, but really here's what it boils down to. You have earned, you've paid down your mortgage and, or you've held this property through market appreciation and you have access to this like you said, combative tool towards life's liabilities. You don't have to have, uh, you can take away the payment and you can just give yourself a checkbook that sits there for a rainy day. You know, if you have, if you're trying to pull money out of your portfolio and you have, we have a down year where in order to get money out of your portfolio, you'd have to sell stock at a loss. You can offset what you needed by taking money out against your house that year. You know, you can have money in position for a horrible life event. You can have money in position to make sure that you um, maintain the house, right? What if you need a new roof? All of a sudden, it's like a thirteen. Well, I had a guy dollars. come to me and said, "Can I get an interest-only loan?" And I said, "Well, Alan, no, you can't. We interest-only loans went out the window a couple of years ago." He said, "Well, using my investment income, like cashing in stocks, basically to pay the mortgage, the interest portion is only seventeen hundred. Said I'm paying thirty-seven hundred, so." Really, what he wants is just to hold the balance there, pay the interest only seventeen hundred, uh, not an option. So we talked about, well, how about a reverse mortgage? Because what you're talking about is that you don't want to sell one position to debt service another because you're taking, you know, the eight, ten, twelve percent that you're making on the investment every mm-hmm. time you liquidate it, you're losing that earning power as you debt service a loan over here. The reverse mortgage that you know four and a half percent interest or whatever it was at the time, which is being beaten by the investment account every month. So he said, how about we stop paying the $4,000 a month mortgage? And then guess what? Not only you keep your investment account in intact now, but he was able to then send some of his social security and grow the investment account because he had that extra capital wasn't going to keep all the other balls in the air in the house. And one of the things the wife said was, we wanted to leave that money to my son. The equity is what she meant. So we wanted to pay the house off, leave the equity to my son. Would your son rather inherit a house with equity in it that he has to sell or refinance or rent out or do something or manage or would he rather have an investment account or better yet both, you know? 
Um, at the end of the day, we're all a big balance sheet, right? You got your incomes and your outgoes and you owe so-and-so and such-and-such such owes you. And then you got a net number yeah. or a loss. So um, in a lot of ways, that there, there's all those things that we just don't think about um, where it becomes a pretty powerful tool. And Matt, that's where most of your presentations start, I'd imagine. It does. It does. Um, you know, one of the things that we sit down when we're looking at some of these things and looking at all the, the money going out on a mortgage payment, uh, you know, the biggest objection that we come into uh, for the reverse mortgage would be, you know, we really want to leave the equity for the home uh, to our kids and they want to be able to inherit that. And I say, well, that's fine. But we're usually sitting down with someone, you know, in between the ages of 60 to maybe 75 and at least one of the spouses is decently healthy. Uh, so one of the options there is maybe take the reverse, take some of the income that it can generate for you and fund a life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. You know, now the kids are going to receive that, uh, the equity or what would have been the equity in the, in the form of a tax-free uh, lump sum rather than having to deal with some of the tax issues uh, from inheriting the property. So definitely some advantage there. Right. And Jay, kids can come in and refinance the reverse mortgage after mom and dad have passed yeah, away. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. I, get, not, I mean, they'd have to do if they're not going to live there. It has to be an investment property refinance, higher rate, but they also are going to rent it out and and hopefully pay, make that payment whole with the sure. rent. Um, it's not like you, the loan is callable, and if you don't live in the house, you have to sell it. Many times, I guess selling it's okay. That's what families like to do because it's easier, right? Oh, the joke. The joke in the real estate market is that. When you die, the the for sale sign will will beat you into the ground. They'll have that sign out front selling your house long before you're buried. Sure, and you know it's probably not not entirely true, but oftentimes you know, I think there's going back to that same thing that the emotions of shelter and all that is that sometimes people they they don't want to have all those memories of that home and be managing it or see somebody else move into it and be ruining it, whatever, not keeping it up the way dad kept it up. And it's just easier, you know, yeah. or you got what I usually see the, the way that I get roped into these things is there's three siblings, you know, there's Peter, Paul, and Mary, Mary doesn't have any money. So she wants her share of that equity, the $600,000 house. So she needs 200 grand and Peter and Paul don't exactly have the 200 grand to give her. Um, so now they're being forced into a position of having to refi it, whatever, to give her her money. And then at the end of the day, oftentimes what ends up happening is they just sell it, you know? Right. And so it, it gets sold anyway and everybody gets their money, whatever. Um, but again, I, I want to drive back that point though, is that you're not just giving up the equity because if you're not paying the mortgage or you take some money out of it to fund life insurance, whatever you do, whatever you were using to pay that mortgage in the beginning generally still exists so you're it's in the checking account it's in the savings account you know whatever it's it's rarely is it all squandered um so usually the the money the spending habits those things don't change too terribly much my experience is it solves a major problem or takes some huge heat off you know well yeah i mean matt and i have the ability to look at okay if 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 a borrower brings $150,000 to the table to pay down their existing mortgage, because these mortgages, based on what your age is, you have to have a certain maximum loan to value to do a reverse mortgage. Sure. You can't have 70, 70% of, of your house leaned upon and then do a reverse. It just doesn't work out. Um, Maybe if you were 105, you yeah, could. Because they because once you start the mortgage, the reverse mortgage, it's going on and on and into infinity. 
you know, and their life expectancies, I believe it's 103. Yeah, what Mike's really talking about is within the uh, reverse mortgage calculator, there's a, you value the property, and then depending on your age, little black box spits out a number, and basically what it does is it looks at the value trend of real estate over time, runs some actuaries about your life expectancy, and then sets a maximum loan amount that you're allowed to access out of the property. If you're 60, 62 years old or very close to it, you're going to be on the lower end of what it'd be willing to loan you. So yeah, those numbers are close to 50%. 45, if you're, yeah. if you are 85 years old, obviously you don't have as much life expectancy. There's not as long of an opportunity for your, your loan to grow. And so they'll loan you more of the property's value, you know, maybe 60%. 64. So yeah, you're right there. You could, there's that range. So the younger you are, the lower loan to value you're going to be able to access. And the older you are, the higher loan to value you're going to be able to access. So in this scenario, I sat with this gentleman and if he brought $150,000 to the table, then we would be able to take his $2,800 a month payment away, you know, and then Matt can, on the contrary, can talk to them about what $150,000 would be able to, to give them an income sure. or or what type of appreciation they'd be able to get from that $150,000, which I think is so helpful, right? Like what is the best use of this? <laughs> what annuity can you buy with 150 grand that's gonna generate $2,800 a month? Right. Uh, Cause I'll take two if that's real. Um, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not real though, right? You're never going to find that. So the flip side of the coin is it's a, it's the exact same thing though, right? Well, it is, but here's, here's where the rubber meets the road. I mean, if you have this mortgage that is larger, you know, you have to make a real decision. What's my best use of this cash? If you have the house paid down to 25% and you want to do a reverse mortgage, well, now we can turn the payment off. Plus we can give you monthly payments at an amount you want. And these aren't, this is not income. Yeah. This and is you, not income. And you can give me a good night's sleep. I'm telling my kids, hey, you guys, yeah, I'm doing everything I can. They have an ideal childhood. Create the ideal learning environment. I'm going to help them all the way through the phase, right? College and beyond. Don't expect anything from me in the estate. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll help you be a doctor if you want to be a doctor. Chase your dreams, whatever you want to do. The same thing with my parents. I mean, this, this is the true thing. This is what I tell a lot of the people that I meet that are looking at a reverse mortgage, I ask them, well, what do your kids do? Oh, I have two kids, two doctors and a lawyer. Oh, dang. <laughs> and you're worried about leaving them money? Yeah, right. You're, out, you're over here trying to survive on a state pension, and you're, and you're worried about your kids, the doctor and the lawyer? Um, you know, like my, real. my parents, four kids, all of us are doing very well. I don't need to inherit anything from them. So I want to tell my mom and dad, live it up. Yep. Certainly I don't, don't need, worry about I don't it. need inheritance from you. I don't need to inherit your house with equity in it. I don't need anything. What I would rather see is you have less stress, enjoy yourself, travel, spend money on the grandkids, do whatever you want to do. Don't worry about me. You don't need to be saving money for me. I know how to, I work, take care of myself, right? Yeah. So that's a big thing with a lot of these parents and they, they still feel like they're always a parent, even when they're 80. I want to leave my kids money. Well, and it's so funny. I mean, we see that when I'm out meeting with people. You know, we've got those that really, really want to leave everything to their kids. And then I heard one that was kind of funny the other day in a meeting. I mean, the guy looks at me and says, you know, I, I want to be able to enjoy everything that I've got. And I want the last, che last check I write 
to be to the Undertaker and it bounces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Matt, do you have, is there a way for people to get a hold of you that want to sit down and do some of these reviews? There is. And, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to offer to your listeners today is with, you know, the 81 different ways for a married couple to file for Social Security, I'd like to be able to show them how, you know, maybe a reverse mortgage or some of the other ways uh, to kind of delay taking that benefit. So what I'll do is for the first 10 callers, um, I'm going to give out a complimentary Social Security analysis and even a portfolio review if they'd like to do that. Uh, so, again, the first 10 callers, phone number is going to be 805-324-7914. Again, that's 324-7914, and that'll be for the first 10 callers. Excellent. Excellent. Sounds like uh, on the topic of Social Security, there there are so many ways to get it, and the decisions are pretty major, right? It, it could be really major. I mean, so I, ran a, I ran a scenario on it. And let's say uh, husband and wife, one's born, born in 58, one's born in 59. And let's say they, they both maxed out their Social Security, which here in the San Luis Obispo County, that's, we see it quite often. So their full retirement age benefit is going to be 2788 each a month. Uh, you know, if they take the route of filing both at 62, uh, their cumulative benefits over their lifetime is just shy of $1.8 million. Okay, that sounds like a lot of money until you look at it, if their life expectancy is good, uh, push that out to 70 uh, for both of them and take the full, full retirement age plus that 8% credit. And we're taking it at 70. The cumulative benefit then is over $2.4 million. That's so, a lot I mean, of money. It's over $600,000 of a difference there. So, I mean, it really makes sense to, to look and have a plan. Yeah, so I'm starting to feel angry right now that Social Security doesn't have some kind of feature where you would get to give it to like somebody else. So you pay in over your how much do those people pay in, by the way? Well, if you maxed out your whole career, how much did you pay in? You know, I don't have that calculation it's, in front of me. After it's our more, break, right? I'll, it's more. You know, I'll look at it, but. Uh, Why don't we do that? Why don't we just take yeah. our last break before we wrap up the show and um, and we'll get right into that. Yeah, hang on. Ooh. But not yet. There's more. Oh, I I do I I know our demographic here on the show. We have a lot of people that. I mean, Jim, what's our what's our key demographic here on Saturday Talk Radio? It's pretty broad. I pretty think. broad, but yeah. I know we have a lot of listenership of people that are in their fifties and sixties. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, uh, uh, thirty-five to like sixty, sixty-five, or so even higher. That being said, if you're about to take Social Security, been looking forward to it your whole yeah. life, get get it coming my way now. Yeah. Um, don't sit down in the man shed with Bob and Larry and crack a six pack and 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 go over you know who did what and how how you justify getting the money or not. Uh, have a plan. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know you very well, Max. Seem like a pretty straight shooter to me. If dude sits down with you and gets all of the analysis and then at the end of it is just like, you know what? I'm taking the two grand today because my back hurts and I want my money back, you know, that ready to be done working and it's worth it for me. That's okay, right? Totally okay. I mean, all I can do is the make har- suggestions. So. Yeah. What's the harm in the analysis, <laughs> the harm in the advice? Absolutely nothing. And again, you know, with over 81 different ways to file and only 18% of people coming into Social Security having some type of plan, 
you know, figure out how to maximize your benefits. We can have that discussion. We can look at the life expectancies. We'll put a plan together for you. Okay, the um, number again. Yeah, so again, first 10 callers, complimentary Social Security analysis. Phone number is 805-324-7914. Again, that's 324-7914. We got to do the final commercial break here. The hour will be out for a few minutes, taking some time to thank the sponsors. Uh, do lend them an ear. These are the people that help make the show spot, uh, possible. And uh, we'll be back in, what, two, three minutes for the conclusion of Mortgage Matters. Stick around. Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 324-7914. That's 324-7914. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. Too often, potential home buyers disqualify themselves believing they need perfect credit. The fact is, we can finance home buyers with low credit scores, collections, bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018 DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. Can you see this song? Can you see this song done? Uh-huh. See this song done like forty-five years ago as a Beatles song. It was the Monkees? The Monkees. The Monkees yeah. did it originally. Oh, really? Actually, I saw the Monkees at Vienna Robles, 
And when they did this song, it, it, the place just went off, right. dude. Yeah, yeah. Because he said something about the fact, well, I did this song way before that guy shreked it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was I had really, a I had a Smash uh, Mouth album yeah. back in the day. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know that I ever knew this was a Monkey song. Yeah. I never listened to the monkeys, oh, and I'm not yeah. as old as you are. I can are. bring up the monkeys tune. Uh, it's uh, actually uh, great. Yeah. yeah. All right, fun. let's listen to the monkeys one. Turn it on. Turn it on. Monkeys. All right, I'll get the monkeys really quick. We talked through the break about social security. I'm just, I'm angry at it again. It's like taxes for me, and it's been tax season, and I'm like, you know what? Um, now I'm mad. Social security thing's so upsetting to me. Pay so much for so long. They. Gets misallocated, people dipping right. into it, using it for things I didn't agree to. There we go. And it's mandatory. There's the one. Oh, yeah. I've heard this song. For someone else, but not for me. love was out to get me. Ooh, you hear the harmonizing there? Smash Mouth didn't have that. Yeah. All right, we got to get the serious again. One of the things that Matt brought up during the break that I think is definitely worth um, worth mentioning and want to make sure that we covered it is that uh, the comprehensive approach to looking at these things is, is what's really necessary and valuable. So you... You mentioned a team of folks where you're you're really attempting to be kind of a one-stop shop of the the authority of how to help people with these things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, along with our partnership with uh, you guys at Central Coast Lending, but, you know, we've got CPAs on staff. We've got an elder law attorney that we work with very closely. And, you know, it's really important, uh, especially coming in with uh, taxes due on Tuesday, is I don't know how many of your financial advisors actually sit down and say, hey, you know, bring in your tax return. Let's review that. Uh, because it's really, really important to be able to look and make investment decisions based upon what type of tax liability you might have. Uh, you know, people Sometimes. talk about doing a Roth conversion, and it sounds great, but over your life expectancy, same type of thing with Social Security. It depends on when you do it. Yeah. What? Yeah, and how many people missed the boat over that last recession when they lost a bunch of money sure. or lost those hard money investments, those positions? Could have been such opportunity to move money over into totally Roths that were lost. I personally, I personally feel like my relationship like with my accountant and stuff has been um, – I'm always surprised that it's not more interactive. I'm always surprised that it's not like, hey, you know, at your – with what you got going on, you should really be considering doing X, Y, or Z. And instead, it's usually like, ah, I drop off all my stuff, and then I get my tax thing done, and then I cut my checks to everyone, including them. And it, I don't know, it's not a whole lot of other value out of there from from that, you know, that aspect of it. There's moves, and there's for every move you do, there's a counter move too, right? Like if you want to adjust the estate, if you want to create an estate. You know, one of the things I think Matt does really well is educates the public on, you know, what type of assets you should have and maybe not have in place <laughs> if, if you need to plan for future retirement ages and illnesses that can come with retirement, you know, the aging process. Totally. And, you know, in June, we'll be doing another workshop here in uh, San Luis Obispo and probably one up in Paso. Um, if you'd like to stay up to date on some of the things that we're doing here in the community, uh, go check out our website, centuryfinancialconsultants.com. Uh, 
go in there, click on the tab for uh, the mailing list, sign up for the mailing list, and we'll make sure we can email you uh, with some of the information on our current events. And then even current topics, uh, I send out a monthly newsletter uh, just trying to keep everyone updated with different changes and things in the laws. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, r- really, today's show is a lot about introducing you again to our listeners, Matt, but also I want people to know that as you consider retirement, um, we have so many different mortgage products. Reverse mortgage is a great, a great tool like Jason talked about. I like the approach where you know, if you guys want to get more information about reverse mortgages, come in, let's sit down and chat. Uh, the first meeting shouldn't have anything to do with you signing up for a loan or anything of that nature, but showing you a proposal on how the equity grows while your balance does grow because the interest compounds on top of your principal balance, but also how your equity would grow as well in a 4% appreciation market. Um, we can talk about how you can get funds to be paid to you monthly um, so that a check can arrive at your doorstep on the 1st, on the 15th. To yeah, I feel I feel compelled to say, too, that, uh, you know, we've been doing loans a long time, and reverse mortgage is not new. Um, that being said, we don't do a ton of them. It's not the right thing for everybody. And oftentimes, if you, you know, because it is, it's one of those things where, you're, you know, if if you're treading water okay and you're doing fine, it's good to know about it. It's good to have it in the quiver. At some point in your life, you might really want it. Um, I got to admit, uh, I, I read these articles written by state attorneys and financial planners that work together and come up with these awesome plans for people that involve doing a reverse mortgage. If you got a team of people that have sat down together and said, here's the course, this is why we're doing what we're doing, this is how we're going to do it, and you come in, you want a reverse mortgage, I'm not going to talk you out of it. If you come in off the street, you know, you're 62 years old and you're still working and you don't necessarily need to yet and all those kind of things, you still qualify for a regular mortgage and it might still make some sense to do that, um, you know, there's, there's some downside to reverse mortgage for that guy. Um, it can be an expensive loan. It, it's got a mortgage insurance premium to it. You know, the balance of the loan grows over time. It's changed a little bit now, right? You can actually make payments back on a reverse mortgage. Yes. You can do an impound account where you can pay your taxes and insurance right through the reverse mortgage. Yeah. There's some things about it that are new and different and kind of exciting, but here's the deal. Uh, the reverse mortgage is a loan that uh, it requires... A little bit of education. It also means that the people that you're talking to about need to know what they're talking about. You can't explain something succinctly if you don't understand it well. Um, And many loan officers don't take the time to go learn something well. So it's why it's, you know, again, and that doesn't help with the fact that's why it's such a misunderstood loan. But, um, you know, so I just want to throw that out there is that we always want to be able to talk with somebody objectively and figure out just what the best fit is. And, and it sure does help, you know, with, with Matt having a team of people that can help approach this thing and put heads together and figure out, you know, what the best thing to do is. Cause as a financial advisor, um, focusing in, you know, this type of business, this demographic, there's. Sometimes there's other loans, just a, this traditional old loan where you might be able to take out, you know, equity and use a 30-year fix with a cash out, do some some other type of approach. It doesn't have to be a reverse mortgage. And I didn't I didn't want today to come off as some kind of infomercial 
um, that's just say, oh, I can tune, I can tune out of the show today because this doesn't really apply to me. I don't care about these topics or you know this kind of thing. The broader view for me is like I want people to know that um, there's careful consideration to be given here, and if you're in the demographic that needs that. Want you to know that you know this is a good a good path to be able to go do that, and for the rest of people, they should still just have a sense of who we are. Um, some people that are pros at what we do, you know, we call ourselves a mortgage expert. You're clearly an expert at what you do, um, and so reaching out for just some some guidance or advice, or even just a checkup of like, hey, well, I've had a plan. Am I doing okay? Will you just look at my plan? Am I cool? Right. Um, I'm going to take my Social Security when I'm 69. I'm only 64 right now, but I'm doing all right. Is that cool? Is that the right age? That's a good reason to check in, isn't it? Get somebody else's opinion. Worst case scenario, somebody probably trick you into buying them lunch, right, Matt? Yeah, could happen. <laughs> could happen. <laughs> could happen. There's always, yeah, where's the hole in the armor, right? You know, you think of everything, but you don't think of everything. That's That's my profound statement for today. Deep. You're right? Deep. Um, Matt, really glad we had you on the show. Um, bef- before we get close to wrapping up, I'd love for you to tell listeners one more time how they can get a hold of you if they'd like to do one of your um, complimentary Social Security analysts. Yeah, I analysis. mean, you know, create a plan, get some answers. Um, again, complimentary Social Security analysis, even an analysis of anything you're doing financially, we're happy to review that for you. Uh, first 10 callers, 805-324-324. 7914. Again, that's 324 7914. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Love to have you back. I think that um it's always good to mention to our listeners that, you know, we have a great website too, uh centralcoastlending.com. You can find all types of information about um government loans, conventional loans, the reverse mortgages we talked about today. Um see how to find us at our offices if you want to walk in and talk to someone. Um, also, one number rings all four of our locations. That's One number to rule them all. 805-543-LOAN. That's 805-543-5626. Yeah. Um, if you guys are listening today and your curiosities um, stirred up in any one of these things, uh, I really hope that you have the sense that you can just call. We're happy to uh, happy to be able to give you some advice. Um, I I can only assume that that Matt's similar, but calling me if you if you call me and you you know, have a question or a comment or even want to get together for a meeting, I'm not going to hound you. I'm not one of those chaser sales guys that won't leave you alone, and so you got to be afraid to reach out. Um, quite the opposite. I just want you to reach out. Let's establish some communication. We'll move at your your speed. I just I want to be the resource for you and make sure that you're doing what you should be doing, not making some critical mistake. Um, when we were out in the lobby, we were talking to your your partner earlier. Said, you know, he started talking about that and just reminded me of like, don't disqualify yourself from the couch. Don't think that you're the pro. This is not what you do. Reach out to the pros. So um, thanks for coming on today, Mike. Thanks for giving Dan a day off. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another live episode of Mortgage Matters.